babe. Yes. Do you have a built-in GPS? Oh, I think we both know that's not right. Oh, because ever since I've met you, I've been on the road to happiness. Aww. 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 <laughs> Welcome to Love Uncovered, a podcast that pulls back the sheets to look at love from different angles. I'm Robin Wilson, and together with my partner, Phil, we're going to chat about various themes around love. Hey, Phil. Hello. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? Ooh, excellent. I am also excellent. (laughs) Well, that's a good thing to be. Yeah, man. It's a beautiful summer day. It depends on your perspective, I guess. 33 degrees today, that's that's maybe a little bit over the line of beautiful, but we've gone past it now. And into, god damn, it's hot. So if it's so hot, why are you so excellent? I'm on my time. And everything's excellent on my time. I am also excellent. And why so? I am learning a new skill. That's always a good thing. <laughs> Is it? Well, yeah, it's always a good thing. I'm going to go with it's always a good thing. <laughs> I've started taking driving lessons. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's it's nerve wracking. And just just to be clear here, and so everybody knows, I am not married to a fifteen year old. <laughs> no, I'm not fifteen. I am forty three, <laughs> and I've just decided it's time to learn to drive. You know, some people come around eventually, and just you know something clicks and says, "I need to learn how to drive." Yeah. Is that what happened for you? Well, yeah, that and now that I'm graduated, a potential job could require a driver's license. So I figured. I should probably learn just so that I have full access to the employment available to me. That is a hell of a good reason to learn. <laughs> right? Money. There. Yes. Money is the great um, motivator. It certainly is. <laughs> yeah, and I'm feeling excited, which I never have at the thought of driving before. It's never really excited me. But I'm also feeling nervous. As so, you would. Yeah, it's, it's a little nerve-wracking out there. So, okay, so here's a question for you that I don't can't believe I haven't thought to ask before. When it's been, you know, you you've could have driven for well over 20 years if you wanted to right now. So do you think it's going to be harder to learn to drive now than it would be if, if you had just done it when, it's, when you're 15? Probably. Now, now you've got decades in the passenger seat it's and true. you've also built up this whole I don't drive, I don't drive <laughs> thing. And now all of a sudden you're going to drive. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. We'll see how that goes, I guess. I think it could be harder, um, but I also wasn't ready to drive before. When people had tried to teach me, I had no interest in it. And so I think that would have made it more difficult. Now at least I'm ready and I'm interested and I'm excited to do it. So I think that sort of attitude hopefully will make it not terrible. <laughs> well, let's hope so. <laughs> I, I think there's you're onto something there, though. If you don't really want to learn something... You're not going to learn it, or it's you're not going to learn it very well. So you always learn something best if you're going to put your heart into it and you actually want to do it. Exactly, which is where I am right now. That's good. Yeah. I did make the decision to hire a professional driver's training. For copious amounts of the money. It was lots of money. Hopefully, it will be worth it. And to be honest, like you haven't started working yet, and... Immediately, like there's no more tuition bills, but now there's this big driving bill. So I feel like, man, when are the big bills going to stop? Yeah, they never stop. But they don't. They never stop. There's always something. 
Exactly. Yeah. Never ending. <laughs> so anyways, you, uh, you decided you wanted to get a professional instead of this very non-professional sitting in front of you. <laughs> non-professional, but you, I mean, you are a very good driver. I would agree. I totally agree. I don't know if anyone else does, but I totally do. I think you're, my non-driver mentality thinks that you're a very good driver. You might find out there's something different after you learn how to drive yourself, but we'll see. I'm confident. Well, I remember when we first started dating, there was a point in time where you decided that I should learn how to drive and you took it upon yourself to try and teach me and it did not go well. Oh, I don't recall. Yes, I do recall that. I was going to say, you don't remember? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was, I mean, I'll stop short of saying train wreck, but I mean, a slight derailment. It wasn't a car wreck. No, it definitely wasn't, thankfully. (laughs) But it did not go well. I think that um, part of that attitude played into it. I did not want to learn. You were essentially forcing me because you thought that I should drive and I didn't want to drive. Mm-hmm. So there was certainly some resistance. And I also think that at that point in our relationship, we hadn't really learned how to communicate with each other super effectively. So you were frustrating me, but I didn't tell you you were frustrating me. So I just kept getting frustrated and then you would get frustrated and then we would end up with me just going, screw this, I'm done, drive me home, I'm finished. Right. Yeah, so essentially, I mean, to boil it down, it was an exercise in frustration for both of us. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. very frustrating. Didn't Do you recall that? Do you remember being frustrated? I kind of recall vaguely, yeah. I mean, I will say, like, that was a long time ago. That was that would have been well over 10 years ago now, right? Oh, yeah. So, what, well, 15 Yeah, probably 15 years ago. So, I mean, we're drastically different people now, right? We, when at 15 years ago, would I have had the patience to teach somebody anything, really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, in this case, the answer was no. <laughs> but how much of it was the teacher? How much was the student? Or was it was it kind of equal parts both? Yeah. I, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to say. Because when you get to be 43, like you just said you are. I am. Um, you know, I'm your memory ashamed. starts to go. <laughs> I'm 43. And I have a terrible memory. No, I don't. I have a great memory. I have a terrible memory. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, when I told people that I was going to learn how to drive, that I was ready and I was going to try and get my license. Every, without fail, every single person I spoke to said, don't have Phil teach you. And I don't think that was a knock against you. I think it was more the idea of you do not want your spouse to teach you how to drive. Yeah, that seemed to be a common theme. And and it's, you're right. I, I didn't take it as a slight against <laughs> me, but maybe it was. <laughs> I just didn't notice. But no, I think the idea was that trying to learn something like that from your spouse it's just not a good idea. It's kind of along the same lines of uh, you know working or hiring a relative, working for or hiring a relative. Right. You know, it just, it, it ends up ending badly. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with you're in a stressful situation. So in our case, I'm learning to drive. I'm incredibly stressed out. I'm nervous. And then I now no longer have that impartial teacher. So I've added this emotional aspect to it, which I think heightens that stress level and sort of makes it more complicated than it needs to be. I, I think you're onto something there too. Um, it's it's definitely difficult to take criticism from somebody you're close with as opposed to, you know, a driver that you're paying. You don't know this person. They just show up. Uh, if they've got stuff to criticize you about, you're probably pretty sure they're just criticizing the act and not 
the argument you had three hours before you got right. in the car together or any other reason. If you were to criticize me, I would think, oh, he doesn't think that I'm a good enough driver. My husband sees me as a failure or making these mistakes, which I think could add to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of the thing when you're trying to teach somebody something is to point out the things, most of them is to point out the things that you're doing wrong. Of and course. My role as a husband is should be more to support you in the things you're doing well and not, you know, life kicks you. And when you come home, <laughs> I'm supposed to put the Band-Aid on the wound. And so it's hard That's to flip the switch. That's a great way to put that. I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> when you get home now, it can't be that I've been the one kicking you while right. we're out. You know, that that's a difficult... I, I mean, sure, it can work, but uh, I, I envision a lot of situations where it does not. Yeah, I agree. And I think sort of that familiarity in a relationship almost breeds a casualness that can allow for um, sort of more intense reactions and less sort of being polite. So... If I take a turn too quickly and I almost hit a, a parked car, a driver training, my driver's training instructor always says, nice and easy, like he's super calm. It's okay. You're taking it nice and easy. Whereas you might go, oh my God, holy shit, you almost hit that car. What the hell are you doing? Wait, whoa, whoa, look out, look out. Brake, stop, stop. <laughs> kind of like that, you mean? Yeah, yeah, kind of just like that. And then I'll slam on the brakes and get really frustrated, not necessarily with you, but with myself because... Again, there's that familiarity because we can talk to each other like that. But in that stressful stressful situation, that's just added stress that I don't need. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> that might be a little bit stressful. Well, that's another point that I will make here too. Like having um, that kind of already intense relationship with somebody where you feel free to say what's on your mind, that can be a great thing. Sometimes when you blurt things out in a stressful situation like... You know, maybe you're heading into the curb or, you know, something safety related is going on in the car that is not very good. <laughs> I could definitely see a situation where you blurt something out and it and it is taken a different way from a loved one than it would be from a stranger. Right. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, not even just a stranger, but someone who's this is their job. So they expect that that people aren't going to be great. There's that expectation. They understand the nervousness. They see that newness every day because this is what they do. Whereas like in our relationship, you do all of the driving. You, for you, it's, you don't even think about it. Whenever I ask you questions, a lot of times you're just saying, well, you, you just don't even think about it. That's just how it is. That's just how you drive. That's just what driving is because you're not, you don't see that every day. That's not something you experience. Well, exactly. When you were asking me questions when we started uh, the whole driving thing here, it was, it was really difficult for me because it's it, these aren't things that I think about. I don't consciously think about how far do I pull out before I turn the wheel? How much do I turn the wheel? What angle am I going in on into this parking spot? You know, all these things. I, I, it's just not things I look at. I drive a lot by instinct and by what feels right. So I'm so far past the nuts and bolts of figuring out how to drive that it's hard for me to explain them to you. Right. Who, you know, you need that, but I don't do that. So that's why a teacher is probably better than me to teach you. Right. I agree. And I think this, this isn't something that we've had to deal with, but I think in a lot of relationships, it could sort of bring to surface some control issues that might be bubbling sort of within the relationship. Like if say, say in our relationship, you're the one that drives, I don't know how to drive. So you do all the driving. Well, now all of a sudden I'm ready to drive and I want to learn 
that takes some of that control away from you. So if there were an imbalance of power and there were sort of control issues within our relationship, that might increase that and would definitely uh, affect those driving lessons. Well, I think that's that's probably a point. Yeah, I mean, not that won't be for everybody. <laughs> it's probably I don't, a point. It's a point. I don't <laughs> think a it's a point good for point. us. But <laughs> I mean, I would be more than happy to give up some of the driving duties, even though I do love driving. Well, exactly. And but, I said, that's not, it's not us. That's nothing that you've ever been concerned about. You've been harping on me to learn to drive for the last 18 years. So true story. <laughs> you can't wait to give up some of that control. Uh, yeah. I was twice as excited as you when you said you were going to try and get your license. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's about time. Yeah. Um, one of the other things for me is if you're out with a professional instructor, Part of their job is to correct every little thing you're doing wrong, even, and it can be very frustrating because nobody likes everything getting nitpicked, right? It can be. Do you know how many times my instructor tells me I'm going to fail? He tells me all the time that I'm going to fail. Good Lord. <laughs> is this guy a mother-in-law? <laughs> no, that... I'm just a really bad driver. Man, sounds horrible. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue like with your point. like your least supportive friend. <laughs> Don't do that. You're going to fail at it. Quit. Just quit. No, he's not telling me to quit. He's just warning me that if I were to do that in a test, I would fail. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's um, semi-helpful criticism. But, I mean, part of their job is to tell you every time you're doing something wrong, right? Yeah. Whereas my tendency would be, I don't want you to get mad at me for continually telling you things are wrong all the time. So I want to try and balance it in with a little bit of encouragement, too. But part of the deal with a, a professional driving instructor, that person can sit in the passenger seat and can be as annoying as hell... And you can get super frustrated with them, but then you get out of the car and you don't have to go home with this person and hang out with them and go to you know a movie with them when you're already like, this stupid jerk, what an idiot. God, exactly. that guy's an ass. I'm coming home and I'm complaining to you about how my instructor told me I was going to fail today. Exactly. And it's not cool if you come home complaining about the person teaching you and that person's me. <laughs> that could have an adverse effect on the relationship, I'm sure. Quite possibly, yeah. <laughs> well... You know, we have been, I've taken two professional driving lessons now, and you and I have gone out driving two times also. And I found that it's been a lot better than when you tried to teach me 15 plus years ago. It's gone much smoother. Not necessarily my driving is smoother. <laughs> <laughs> no, your, your driving hasn't been the smoothest, but, um, you know, better. Even if it's just a small thing, some task as part of driving that you're better at or more comfortable with than you were last time. Right. And then it doesn't matter. We can go a hundred times if that's what it takes. It doesn't matter to me. And regardless of my driving skill, personally, I found the experience of it much better than when you tried to teach me before. I've actually really enjoyed it. I found you very supportive and and you're sort of quick to point out when I'm doing something wrong, but you do it kindly. And if you're explaining something in a way that I don't understand, I have no problem saying, now, I don't get that. You, that doesn't make sense to me. And so then you it will then explain it in a way that does. So I found that the last couple of times have actually been really helpful for me. Well, that's good because I think we, we maybe have a little bit different way of learning things. So that's always, a, it's hard for me to teach somebody in a way that isn't the way that I would prefer to learn. So... I mean, you like to know the numbers and, and the, the stats and the details of things. And I like to kind of see bigger picture stuff and just experience it and let it flow and <laughs> just let it let the driving happen the way it happens kind of thing. And I don't think about the details as much. So 
Um, it's been an experience for me to try and figure out, okay, how do I tell you what to do when what I do is just look at it and make it happen? <laughs> that's uh, that's really shitty instruction. <laughs> it really is. Just that do does it. not help me at all. No, that's not helpful. <laughs> so it's been interesting for me. Like what it's made me do is analyze when I'm driving now. I'm trying to figure out, okay, well, when do I turn the wheel? When do I hit the brake? Am I just letting off the brake at this time or am I actually hitting it? You know, all these little things that you don't think of because they're just, you do them subconsciously. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about them because I'm trying to think of how to explain to you to do it. So what's the difference, do you think, from when you first tried to teach me how to drive to now where it's actually seems, I mean, I also have a professional driver's instructor who is showing me sort of separate from you. But I think our relationship has evolved to a place where this is not so much of an issue. Like there are some things we've talked about why it's maybe not a great idea to have your spouse teach you how to drive, but there are some things that could make it a good experience as well. Like one thing is that we're at a place now where you know my frustrations. So you can see when I'm starting to escalate, when I'm starting to get frustrated and you can understand okay, we're in a bad place. Let's pull over. Let's try something different. Let's do something else. Let's focus on your strengths. Let's do something to sort of bring that frustration down. Right. And I think that that's, that's something that a partnership, um, it bodes well for teaching something like driving because you do recognize that in each other. Right. And, and part of that, I think, is that when I notice that you're getting frazzled or you're getting frustrated with something, I'm going to be more empathetic than a driving instructor would be. Right. So, and I might, I might be able to better navigate keeping you on track instead of that going off the rails. You know, the frustration can just build and, and you, you can't recover from it. Right. So knowing you as well as I do, I feel like I'm probably going to be better at a, than a driving instructor at keeping you on the rails that way. Yeah, it's um, true. You both recognize my frustrations and you sort of have that experience and how to, how to deescalate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and part of that to me is like, I will, I will understand a little bit better your style of learning. And so I, I probably know a few things that might be helpful tidbits to somebody else, but, but probably wouldn't be for you. Right. Like you said, I'm very rule oriented. Right. And that's something that you know about me. Yeah. And so, you know, some people just like to get behind the wheel and, and experience it and just try it a few times. And you like to kind of know the nuts and bolts. You, you like to read the rule book first and then try and emulate what it's telling you. So me knowing that helps me to try and uh, teach you how to do it the way that you're going to learn it best. Because no, no sense teaching you the way I do it. Exactly. If, it, if that doesn't work for you. Exactly. And I think that that also speaks to a fact that in a relationship, you can speak openly to each other. So you don't have to hedge your words. You can say watch out, you're about to hit that car. You don't have to sit there and go nice and easy, take it nice and easy. Because if you don't have to pull any punches, you don't pull any punches. And you also know how much you can push me to the edge of that frustration. So you know, okay, she's, you know, getting kind of frustrated, but I know that we'll take this turn a couple more times. Or I know that I'll have her turn left instead of right. Because you know that I'm not quite there yet. And you know when you need to stop. Well, and, and also knowing when to be blunt and when bluntness is going to be appreciated and when it's definitely not going to be, right. you know, like sometimes if, if there's been a few things in a row and I can see that you're starting to get a little bit, maybe not even frustrated, but maybe down on yourself going, oh, why can't I get this? 
then let's try and move to something where you can build on a positive again. Um, you know, get out of traffic. Let's let's get somewhere a little bit more secluded, and you get recenter yourself, and then we'll move back into it and try again. Yeah. And so I think this all kind of boils down to really just having good communication, teaching your spouse something new, like driving, which is huge, really, especially later in life. It's a little bit more difficult. But having those communication skills where you can talk to each other and you do know what can be said and what's appreciated and what you should probably keep to yourself. Oh, here's another one. I got, I got one more. Um, one of the things I do that I don't know if you notice that I'm doing it or not, but I'm very, very mindful of my tone in the car. So I don't want to, I don't want to sound alarmist. I don't want to sound condescending when I'm telling you something because <laughs> yeah, that, if you're frustrated that already, never ends well. those kind of things, you know, a subtle tone that you don't maybe even realize you're doing gets interpreted in a way that escalates things. It's so, true. Uh, I always try to be a, a calming voice in the passenger <laughs> seat rather than one that adds to the tension. And I appreciate that. Tone is huge. You could be saying all the right things, but you're right. If you say it in kind of a condescending manner, that's just going to set me off because that's one of my triggers. Is or even you're just saying it quickly and it sounds condescending, but you did not mean it that way. Yeah. You know, you just being conscious of that because that all these little agi- agitators will, uh, will really add to your frustration. Then it'll add to mine and then we'll be going home without ice cream. Yeah. I, cool. Hey, I haven't gotten any ice cream. Where's this ice cream I'm supposed to get? Well, that's in the drive-thru training section. We're not at that yet. <laughs> Maybe we should practice that tonight. Well, wait, let's uh, let's put the microphones down. Ice cream time. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. You know, and one thing that we alluded to earlier that I think is a really good tip is to focus a lot on the strengths that the new driver is exhibiting or the person learning the new skill that you're teaching. Because, I mean, I know for me, I'm very mindful of everything that I'm doing wrong. I know when I'm taking a turn too wide or if I'm braking too hard or I'm accelerating too fast, any of those little things that I seem to be having struggles with. Um, I, I am already aware of that. So yeah, you can point it out, but it's always good to focus on the strengths. When I do take a good turn, oh, great. Like you just said, it's important for you to see that I'm learning and that I'm making these improvements. And I really like it when you're pointing out those improvements. Oh, you took that turn way better than the last one. That helps me and builds me up to take the turn better next time instead of worrying and clenching the steering wheel that I'm going to do it wrong again. Right. Well, and I know that we're focusing a lot on driving because that's the thing that you're learning right now. But <laughs> I mean, where we are. are. to me, these are a lot of <laughs> rules that um, really apply to anytime you're trying to teach your significant other something. Yeah. I mean, it's just a difficult situation where one person is taking clearly the, I don't even know what the right word is. I don't want to say superior, but like the, you know, the role of the person who knows this task. Right. right? Yeah. And you're, you know, the other person is the one learning it. So it's like a teacher student. For sure. Dynamic. And, you know, not every couple might be comfortable with, you know, maybe somebody has to assume a role of the learner and they're not used to that. You know, maybe they're used to being the boss all the time. So who knows? But I mean, I I think those rules apply to a lot of different things. Um, But what I'm really curious about getting back to the cars (laughs) is when you get your license, do you think that you're going to be the kind of driver that wants to grab the keys every now and again and and, uh, drive when we go out as a couple? Because that's a really rare thing. There's not when you look at couples that go out together. How often is it that you see it's the woman that's driving? 
really, really rare. It is rare. You know, and I hadn't really thought about that. But last night when I (laughs) was driving home from our lesson, you pointed it out to me. Every time we saw a couple in a car, it was always the man driving. Always. Yeah. Which I guess surprised me simply because it hadn't occurred to me. But I started looking it up today and I actually found a survey that said in cases where a heterosexual couple goes out, men are four times more likely to do the driving. I'm surprised it's only four times. <laughs> like, honestly, I, I'm struggling to think of a bunch of times in my head where, you know, you see two people pull up and the woman gets out of the driver's seat. Yeah. It just, I'm sure it, it does happen, obviously. But, but you know what the weird thing is? Here's another one I'm going off topic here. But <laughs> when you see like somebody getting dropped off at work and so a car pulls over and the guy gets out of the driver's seat. And the woman gets out of the passenger seat and comes into the driver's seat and drives away. Like, why wouldn't the lady what? just drive in the first place? Exactly. What the hell's going on? How little do you trust this lady that you will not let her drive you to work? Well, and that's just it. Like, why Why do you think that is? I mean, I did come across one scenario where women are more likely to drive. And it's when the couple is going out for the evening and there's they're anticipating that drinking is going to be involved. So the women tend to abstain from drinking and they'll drive home and they'll let the men drink. So I find it really curious why that dynamic exists, why men tend to drive. Well, you're the social worker, not me. So you could probably (laughs) give me a better answer. Well, you know what the answer is? I, I know what my guess is, but you tell me what the real answer is. It's the patriarchy. Is it? It is always the patriarchy. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's we're, always. In a, we're in a society where men are told they're in control. And so what's more control than being the driver of a vehicle? Well, driving is what the man does, just like barbecuing and uh, killing spiders at home. And I don't know, what the hell else do we do? Mow um, the, we mow the lawn. Who kills the spiders in our home? We're talking about in general, not not our house where I'm the one running away shrieking. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think I think that's a big part of it, the whole control issue for some people, I'm sure. But I think another part is that boys grow up with toy cars all the time. We grow up wanting to drive. We grow up like we're 14 years old. That first second we can go get our learners, we go get our learners. We're like we we love. I usually love driving and I'm one of those. I love, I like to drive. I don't dislike it. And it also going back to boys are given toy cars when they're growing up. Why is that? Do you know the answer to that question? Does it start with a P? It's the patriarchy. Oh, I thought it was Pristmas. Is is that, that doesn't make any sense at all. Damn. (laughs) So yeah, those are some things. And you know, to answer your, your initial question, I don't, know if i'll grab the keys to drive i think i'll probably make you sometimes you know when we're going out drinking (laughs) (laughs) oh that'll be good and now we want to hear from you who does the driving in your family did you ever try to teach your significant other anything and are you still friends (laughs) reach out to us on twitter at love underscore uncovered and let us know what you think you can also connect with me on Twitter at BaconHound for all your food-related thoughts and, you know, whatever, fart jokes. Uh, and Robin at Medusa Beth to chat about all things social justice and cats and, yes, your driving tips. Oh, my send, driving tips. Send her all of your driving trips. Oh, I thought you were saying my driving tips. <laughs> Either oh, you're way. Gonna, you're going to give driving <laughs> tips? I've been taking a lot of lessons. Man, I cannot <laughs> wait to hear these driving tips. <laughs> 
Our catchy theme song is supplied by Our Good Wolf, and you can hear more from them at ourgoodwolf.bandcamp.com. If you like what we do, you can subscribe to Love Uncovered on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you leave a review, because that helps more people find our show. Thanks. Until next time. Beep, beep. Beep.